Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and Beaches Vacation.com. Howdy and what's up? This is the Long Two, a fantasy basketball podcast from faketeams.com. My name is Natty. His name is Brandon. Brandon, what's up? Pleasure to be here. What up, Natty? Um, oh yeah, how's your black eye doing? Have any other children beaten you up in recent days? Is everything okay? No. No, uh, yeah, I got a little bruise, uh, baseball kid threw a ball at me, but uh it's it's clearing <laughs> up. It's clearing up pretty quickly. So I think a couple more days and you won't you won't see it any longer. Do you have flashbacks to it? Like do you see him throwing it at you when you close your eyes before you go to bed at night? It it wasn't it didn't really hurt that bad. It just uh <laughs> it just hit me and it didn't even and it didn't hit my eye, it hit my cheek. Um but just uh caused my eye to, to get get dark. But uh didn't hurt that bad. Like I didn't even realize it was that bad until one guy was like the one of the coaches was like, No, you need to ice that now. And I was like, All right. <laughs> I was just Your face keep... is in trouble, Brandon. Do something about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So no, it's not that big of a deal. Uh I've been I mean, coaching baseball, and this was not even coaching, this was just me being at the at the practice. But uh coaching baseball, I've been hit with a bat at least like three times at, at this point. <laughs> Just out. wild toddlers and children throwing <laughs> shit around. Well, I mean, I've coached older kids, like 10-year-olds, so, you know, they're not, like, all that little. Well, uh, you're a very patient man because I would have swung back. I definitely would have thrown <laughs> that ball right back at that child after I was done crying. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to basketball. Uh, our challenge game for this week was the Hornets at the Celtics on Wednesday night. Marcus Smart did not play in this game. Charlotte ended up winning 111 to 102. The Hornets are now 26 and 27th in the East, and the Boston Celtics are 23 and 24, 10th in the East. Brandon, what did you think about this game? Um, it, it didn't turn out to be the you know as competitive as I would have liked. Uh, Real sloppy first quarter, like both teams, mm. um, just like playing really fast. A lot of turnovers. Uh, Lamelo, who you know is like one of my favorite players, he almost had a quadruple double. He had a tri- triple double. He yeah. almost had a quadruple double. It was eight turnovers, uh, fifteen <laughs> points, ten assists, ten rebounds. Um, what stood out to me was just like how unimpressive, like. Boston is when they are in the half court offense it's just like Mm -hmm. those two guys and then just like everyone else is a non-threat and you know Horford Horford is I think are still a really really good player um he's more of a I mean he's a good fantasy player but he's a better real life player to me he's a just a really cerebral guy and um he makes the right plays but you can't really count on him to be like your third scorer you know what I mean and like Peyton Pritchard off the bench, you know, he's trying to do some things, but he's not the answer. Marcus Smart, like, I just cringe every time he gets the ball in the corner. Um, I just – it just – they need, like, a third 
create someone who can create, you know, Schroeder. Uh, I think he had a pretty, pretty bad plus minus in this one, but it didn't seem like he was the issue. It seemed like he actually was trying to kind of, you know, yeah. create a little bit. Uh, 24 didn't points, think- seven rebounds, five assists, five for eight from three, three steals. Like, yeah, I, I, I thought he played okay. Um, you know, they had Josh Richards, Richardson out there who hit a couple of shots mm-hmm. that looked kind of cool, but you just, cool you know, skulls, he disappears. Yeah. Um, Grant Williams, he's a good defender, but like, you know, he, right. he got into foul trouble, I think. And like, he's not really going to score for you. So it's just like Tatum and Brown forcing it. They were two for 19 combined from three um, on this. They couldn't hit anything, especially like Tatum. He just, yeah, it just looks, his bad games look like bad. And like, I've seen enough of them at this point this season where it's like, I think I said, I think he's the best American player under, you know, the age of 25, but his bad games are just like, they're ugly. Um, Five for 19 in this one. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the Hornets are just, they're really fun to watch. Um, and then I'll, I'll let you talk about Boston, but you know, the Hornets are fun to watch. LaMelo, he turns it over a lot, but he's, but he's creating and he's just like, he's trying to do things that like, only a handful of people have ever been able to do yeah. right so like you kind of have to cut him a little slack um on the other end though like you know he's really gonna have to like cut that down if he wants to take like that next step because he's he's at the point now where he's he's probably an all-star this year um it's probably gonna come down to like him or bridges who gets that that all-star nod but he'll be in the game because everybody wants to watch him like just yeah. for- your entertainment they'll figure out a way to get him in there yeah um i think you're right and and he's he's established himself as like one of the the best young players but like he's really got to like he's got to cut down on those turnovers um but um you know i thought overall like it was a fun game to watch if you like watching the, the hornets if you're a boston fan this is not a fun game um but you know overall i was glad that we we uh we scheduled this one as our challenge game oh, yeah. what do you think for sure. I mean, I love so many of the players on these teams individually. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, especially from Charlotte's point of view. Uh, Horford is arguably the best playmaker on Boston. I know. Which is kind of fucking nuts. And he has to shoot. And play defense. And, you know, yeah. he's, what, 34 years old? Um, I mean, he is... He's not the reason the Celtics are bad. You know, like, it's not his fault. Um, Tatum and Brown have both had up and down seasons. Tatum's had COVID twice now. Like, since he came back from this most recent one after Christmas, he hasn't looked great. But, also, I mean, he was, like, on an inhaler after the first time. Yeah. Like, yeah, he said he, – I, I heard an interview. He said he had to use an inhaler for a, over a month. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Boston – is 22nd in offensive rating. They just can't score. They can't move the ball around. They don't have really anybody coming off the bench. Like Schroeder was in that played so much in this one because Smart was out. But, you know, he's not – Schroeder shouldn't be the guy that you think gets you over the hump. And oh. Time Lord is there, but, you know, he's limited offensively. Everyone's still young, really, um, except for Horford. They are 24th in team three-point percentage, the Boston Celtics. Like, you're just not going to 
you, they have a great defense. They're, I think, fifth in defensive rating, but they need a playmaker, man, like a real one, not Marcus. Yeah. Like no, a exactly. That, like, Smart, I still love him, and I think that he can be on a championship caliber team. It's just that he's in the wrong role here, and Tatum yeah. and Brown haven't improved their playmaking enough to make up for the lack of it elsewhere. I think that'll be the next step for both of them. They're still both super young, but um, you can you can see like the and Udoka's a first year coach, so yeah, like some I'll of the honestly, rotations are wrong. Some of you know they just ugh, it's so I, mediocre. I thought I kind of felt like Tatum and Brown were actually trying to facilitate and get other guys involved in this too. Um, I think they've heard some of that criticism and they know. These guys both, especially Jason Tatum, like, um, and I think Brown too, these guys like want to be great. Like these aren't guys yeah. that are just happy with, with, you know, the way things are going for their team. Um, so I think they, they both were trying to facilitate, but I mean, literally you're, you have like three nine scores on the floor most of the time. And Dude, it's just Jalen Brown was two for 11 from three and Tatum was oh for seven. So yeah. like their shots aren't falling then it makes everything that much harder. Yeah. And it's the whole season. It's been like one's been on, one's been off. Sometimes both are off and you have games like this. Um, Charlotte has, by the way, like Boston needed to score because Charlotte has the fourth best team three-point percentage in the NBA. They have the third best offensive rating. Now they have a terrible defense, but that just suggests that the Celtics, it should have been easier for them to score. Like, I I almost want to say, like, tired legs or something for Jalen and Jason because they should have been Probably. able to score against the team. Um, Gordon Hayward only played 21 minutes. He was two for four. I thought that was weird in a game against the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Play more. Uh, Terry Rozier, 28, four and 10. He was six for 11 from three. He had a great fucking revenge game. Uh, LaMelo, like you said, triple double 15, 10 and 10. He was three for six from three miles bridges, 22 and seven, um, you know, 38 points in the paint for Charlotte, 40 for Boston. Like they were scored. They're just like, wasn't yeah. a lot of great defense. Um, and Boston couldn't hit their threes. So yeah, not at all. They, they struggled from three. It was ugly. Yeah. Like after the fourth, fourth quarter, it, yeah, like you said, it was I, – I feel like it should have been a funner game by, like, at least 10%, but that's just because Jalen and Jason couldn't shoot anything. Mm-hmm. Like, they just – it was clunk after clunk after clunk. Yeah. Um, in terms of fantasy, there's so much value between these oh, two yeah. teams. Like, it is ta- – I mean, for everything we've said – oh, yeah, yeah. Everything we said about Tatum, he's still top 25 in fantasy on the year. Um, mm-hmm. Melo is top 25. Miles Bridges is top 25. Gordon Hayward is top 50, which kind of surprises me. Like it's so quiet. He, he does. He, he fills up the statue, you know? Yeah, he, he sure does. Yeah. But he's not scoring 20 a game like he used to. Um, but I mean, Utah Gordon Hayward is long, long, long in the past. Um, yeah. I'm Lord is on the verge of a double double. He's averaging nine and nine every game with more than two blocks, a 74 field goal percentage. That's yeah. He, one thing that I, that I love about watching time Lord is, uh, he's really good at catching. And I think I've heard a, uh, an announcer say that 
he's maybe the best. They think he's the best in the league at this, but he's really good at catching lobs one-handed with either hand. So he can he can go up left hand, catch it and throw it down, right hand, catch it and throw it down. His hands are just like massive and his shoulders and his arms are broad. And so he but that's like kind of really all he good really does. Point guard yeah. or playmaker yeah. who would take yeah. advantage of that like oh yeah exactly so aggravating dude like they don't even have someone like a backup who is who's just there to like run the offensive engine and not take shots like is smith or something well they so they have a couple young players who i'd like to see a little bit more of you know this season to see give these guys a, a shot but i don't have you know a ton of expectations for them but i think that boston should you know try to get romeo langford and and Peyton Pritchard a little bit more of an opportunity because like figure out what you have with these two guys. Um, You know, they, the way they're using Langford, you kind of just assume like, Oh, this guy's not very good, but it's, it's the way you're using him. Like he's not a guy that's supposed to just sit in the corner. Um, So I'd like to see, I'd like to see Langford get a a little bit of run here to see what they have. Cause they have no one else who can like really create a shot. And it's like, it's a lot of like, um, you know, it, it, it's a lot of the, the, the two main guys and then a lot of, uh, Schroeder. Right. And it's just like, I need to see something else on the, on the Hornet side. I love watching Kelly Oubre. He's like, just fun to watch. Like he yeah. does something funny in the game. Uh, he, he's like, he's entertaining. He's like animated. And you um, always and know where he is because of his hair. Yeah. Sort of like the neon hockey trail for the puck. That they had him in the nineties for a hot second. Yeah, yeah. There he is. I see him. I know mm-hmm. exactly where he is. He's a he's an energy guy and he can score too. So um I think that was a, a nice addition for them. Um totally. and then and then McDaniels. McDaniels, I had I you know, I, I haven't paid a ton of attention to him, but he's a nice catch and shoot guy. Like he hit a couple shots. Um he's a bigger wing. I think he's like I think he's like six nine maybe or something, but uh he's a bigger guy, but um he, he's a guy I'd like to, you know, I'm curious to see what he, what he can do. And like, you know, Charlotte, they have a ton of depth because they still have, like, they're not even playing um, James Booknight, uh, the right. guy they drafted with the right. you know top to the lottery pick this year, who's another wing who, when they did have to play him, when like all their guys got COVID, he actually played well. So they've got a lot of depth and a lot of young, like interesting pieces over there. Dude, Mason Plumlee's their fucking center, you know? <laughs> like, he played, he's, he, he looked good with LaMelo. Like, LaMelo was yeah. finding him, and, yeah. he, and he was finishing. He sort of so, knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, but, like, IRL, they could upgrade the shit out of that position. Yeah, no, they're big. They're center. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Like, their, their center situation is, is bad, right? But they have all these wings, and a lot of them weren't even really playing. Yeah. Should they should they go out and make a move? Or are they young ahead of schedule? Do they just kind of sit back? But and, here's and see the thing: happens? like, who would it be? Like, you're not well, getting what do you, well, you're not getting Joker. Like, well, there's who, those there's the two guys that that it, from all indications, Indiana wants to move. So an injured Miles Turner, who I mean, that's a foot thing. I don't know. Uh, Sabonis is interesting. Um, I'd love to see one of those guys playing with Lamelo. Sabonis and Miles Bridges together, like that could yeah. be with Lamelo. That's pretty cool, man. You right. you have to take them yeah. serious, right? Uh, and then, I mean, 
I don't know what PJ is right now. They have the uh, I, pieces to get that done, I think. I feel like their defense is so bad that they can't assume that they could make a Cinderella run to the finals. I mean, mm-hmm. like, but if I were going to say, like, in order for us to be a real playoff threat, we need to have a bit of a better defense. So, like, we need an actual rim protector, and I don't really know who that is. Um, yeah. They're so much fun to watch though like it's mm-hmm. it's awesome that they're going to be in the playoffs knockwood um lamello is what 21 i think he's 20 20 yeah so yeah. like we're we're criticizing him because we know that he can be so much better but it's like you're a five-year-old child who's been yeah. in the league for two seconds like well, we, we got you some slack um boston's been on the scene boston. for so long so it's like you've heard his right. name for like five half a decade now, right? He's and played pro. He was a fucking meteor when he came into the league because he could yeah. shoot. Everyone was like, eh, you know, he can pass, but can he score? And he can for sure. Yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. is he is Boston? They could have had Lamelo, right? Couldn't they have? Isn't that how the draft went? Golden State could have had him. Okay, that's who it was. And, and then yeah, Golden State. Um, and and Minnesota. Like Boston, Boston's weird because it feels like they can develop really good young players, but they can't develop like sort of medium players. Does that make sense? Yeah, like well, that's why like, that's what I'm saying about Langford, right? Like yeah. he's he's a guy that like I'd like to see if he could be, a, like you said, a medium player, right? Like a, a role player that you develop from within, but you're using, you're not letting this guy like, utilize any of his skills you're trying to like force him into this role that you might you'd, you'd be better suited getting like robert covington for you know it's like and i wonder man like it's a first year head coach with pressure to win like everyone expects them to be a playoff team it'll be disappointing if they're not even though they don't look that great and i uh, think they're the biggest disappointment of the season right now to be honest of any oh, team really it's not atlanta no, because like, I still Atlanta, think Atlanta. it's not in the playoffs right now. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. I kind of felt like Atlanta. I, I didn't quite think they were they were there last year. They're just so young. It's like, but Boston's been there for like five years now. Right. Right. They've been there basically since Tatum got there. I think Tatum's like, been to like, what, two or three conference finals already? And they went through the whole Kyrie thing. They went through the Gordon Hayward thing. They like so much has happened in their young careers. Um, Their former GM said that there was, he had never seen anything racist as a Boston Celtic, which still seems one of the most outlandish things anyone could ever say. He's no longer there in Utah. Um, Yeah. I don't, it's a dis, it's a disappointing team for sure. But I also sort of feel like it's a not great construction. Yeah, like no, it's not. Even though there's good players, like there is talent here. It's just, it's not working. They they really need someone to help the Jays just yeah. move the ball around. Because actually, they'll move the ball around, but then it always just ends up with... It just know, comes back to them, yeah. Score. Right, yeah, exactly. So it's like, this is it was just a waste of time. Um. Yeah, it's frustrating. It really is. 
Um, yeah. Let's see. Any? I, I mean, do you have any like trades? Anything you'd like to see from? No, I, I think we've. I think we've talked about these guys. I mean, I we should also say that Tatum and Brown, they're both having down like these are slumps. These are the worst shooting years of their career, uh, especially especially uh, Tatum. Like he's shooting 31 percent from three this year. He's a 38 percent career three point. shooter. Yeah, so. but all 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 shots are not created the same, you know, and if you sure. change your shot profile and you start shooting a, like if you watch the game, he's shooting a lot of really tough like baseline turnaround fade away. Yeah, you know, Kobe's. Like from, yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like yeah, you're not gonna make those at forty percent, my friend. Like you know, it, you know when you when you take smart shots, you you probably can be a 38 percent shooter. But when he's gonna take those shots, and part of it is like he has to take some of those because yeah. literally there's like always two other guys on the floor that like can't create anything. So, and you're not getting like a lot of creativity and direction from your young head coach who's in a tough situation himself. So I don't know, you know, it's the first half of the season. Maybe things will get better. Maybe they make a trade to consolidate. Um, But yeah, that was a good game. So I am going, you challenged me to that one. I'm going to try to challenge you to another good one. I think this is going to be a good game. Okay. This coming Saturday on January 30th, the Raptors at the Heat. How about yeah, that? Yeah, I like that. I like that. Kyle well, Lowry coach. gets to play against his old team. Yeah. Uh, I think the Heat will be healthy. You know, Bam's back. Jimmy Bam's Butler's back. back. Buckets is back, yeah. Um, Zero playing. He's healthy, I right? I th- think he's actually out again. Uh, okay. I think Duncan Robinson started today. Uh, and Struess is playing. And then the Raptors, I think, are, you know, uh, on the ascent as well, and everyone's getting healthy there. And Siakam's been great since he came back. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that's a – it's two of the best coaches in the NBA. Yeah, I was going to say, I like that. That's a great coaching matchup. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully that's a fun game. All right, anything else? Yeah, for, I like uh... that. No, no, I like, I, I like that one. I'm excited to watch that Saturday. Dude, also, like – they're both just such physical defending teams, you know, mm-hmm. and pressure has been both places. Hopefully he'll get some run. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. I, but you know, Miami's perimeter threats are, I think better than Toronto's in a serious way, but we'll, yeah. you know, we'll see what happens. But Toronto Fred versus some, Kyle. Toronto has some physical beasts though. That, like, I don't know oh, yeah. if Miami has the – I mean, Jimmy is Jimmy, but, like, they've got, like, three guys, those three wings that are all, yeah. like, monsters. So that'll be a fun one. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, Bam versus Siakam, I'm hoping, will be, like, a yeah. real fucking actual boxing match. <laughs> all right, right on. And the Heat are currently dismantling the Lakers. Let's just check on that score real fast. Heat are up 98-78 in the fourth over the LeBrons. Okay. Our focus team of the week is the Milwaukee Bucks, the champions of the NBA. They are currently 30-19. and They are fourth in the East. Uh, Brandon, take it away. What do you think about these Bucks? Do you fear the deer? I, I definitely fear the deer um, and especially kind of given the state of what's going on in Brooklyn with the Kevin Durant injury, Kyrie still being a part-time guy. I mean, I think that like 
the the Bucks to me are still head and shoulders the team in the East right now. Um, Giannis is maybe it's just a little bit of fatigue with the with the media, but like I don't feel like he's being mentioned in the MVP race. I feel like it's I feel like in the in he's not even being mentioned as the guy who's not being mentioned in the MVP right. race. Like that's Jokic. Everyone's like, oh, you're forgetting about Jokic, but yep. like no one's talking about Giannis, and I'm like. This dude's getting better. Like Averaging 28, 11, and 6 with a steal yeah. per game, a, over a block per game, over a 3 per yeah, game, a three now. 53 field goal percentage. Yeah. He's doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, they possibly have, as far as, like, demonstrated cohesiveness, I think they have the best big three right now. Brooklyn, I think, has – those three have more upside, but we've – we've barely seen them together. These three guys have done it and these three guys fit together and they don't have egos. It's like a, it's, it's like a coach's dream. Um, it really you know, is. It's amazing. Yeah. Like Middleton has been incredible lately. He's probably been, you could argue he's been the best player the last like week or two. Um, and when then, Giannis was out against the Kings, Chris just stepped up and took it. He was like, this yeah. is my game. We're beating the fucking sad sacks. Yeah. And uh, and one of the the early calls that we made on this show, uh, Doctor Bobby Portis. I mean, he's a top ten power forward. He's averaging yeah. fifteen points, nine and a half rebounds, two threes, and a block on the season. Really efficient. Like he's been he's been great for them. Um, you know, Divincenzo's back. The the Michael Jordan of Delaware. Uh, <laughs> that's what they that's what they call him um he had nice. 20 points on saturday so that's a good sign for them you still you're still getting a ton of production from Connaughton. he's a yeah. little bit streaky but you know he can defend um i didn't know he was like such a freakish athlete like they said he has like one of the top five highest births ever at the combine yeah, yeah. um and, and he was a baseball like player. From looking at him like yeah and he played pro baseball um and so it, i think maybe grayson allen out of those three you know we've talked about those three kind of all being Similar, uh, he might end up being the white out. guys on the perimeter. <laughs> well, he's just, I just think out of the three, um, he's he's probably the the you know the guy that I would say Connaughton's the defender, DiVincenzo's a little bit more of a playmaker. Um, and then so Grayson might might be the odd man out, but you know, they it's it's an abundance of of you know wing talent there, and then yeah. they still have like George Hill and Jordan right. Mora. Um, the big question mark for them to me, like the one glaring issue I see is like big man depth. You know, mm-hmm. if Brolo, we don't know what's going to happen with Brolo. Um, you probably been maybe following that a little closer. You have him in our dynasty league, but uh, I don't know if he's coming back. And like, they don't, they tried, they tried to give Boogie Cousins a run, you know, but defensively he just, he can't do anything that, you know, what they're trying to do there. Um, so it's like, it's like they have, you know, the guys we've mentioned, they have uh, Mamou Ke- Kelishvili, you know, playing a little <laughs> bit. Uh, so it's just like it's a really thin, like, at the at the five spot. Um, yeah. But, like, otherwise, like, this team's this team's sick. And, like, they, they're going to be right there at the end. Um, you know, I, I fully expect them to be in the final four of the NBA at the end, you know, when it's all said and done and, and maybe going for a back-to-back championship if, if things fall their way. Speaking of final fours, the Bucks are ninth in offensive rating. They are eighth in defensive rating. 
Only four teams in the NBA right now are in the top 10 in both. Those four teams are Milwaukee, Phoenix, Mm -hmm. Miami, and Memphis. Wow. Not Golden State. Okay. Yeah. That could be a final four. Like, legitimately, that could be a final four. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a good group. I mean, if it ends up being Phoenix versus Milwaukee again, then that would almost be perfect. Uh huh. Like, let's let's get another long series. Let's see what you guys learned throughout the season. Uh, the Bucks are seventh as a team in three point percentage this year, which I think is great for them. They're an elite rebounding team, and that's without Brolo. Like, that's yeah. without their starting center for the entire season. Um, Giannis is 28, 11 and six. Like I said earlier, that's, I mean, those are MVP numbers. Uh, Middleton is 25 and five with over a steal and more than two threes per game. Drew holiday is 18, four and six over a steal over a three, nearly a 50% field goal average. And all three of those guys are just elite, elite defenders. Right. Right. Exactly. Like they act like drew holiday. Is like those might be two of the best thing. defenders. Those 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 are two of the best defenders at their position in the league for sure. And then and then Middleton is like, you know, a borderline all defense guy too, right? So like, and that's pretty sick, can guard man. guards and can yeah. guard centers and can guard Kawhi and can, not that Kawhi's playing, but like he's he can guard anything. So. Yeah. I complete. I mean, I wrote down in my notes, like try to consolidate to get another big man, um, just like uh, you suggested. And it's just not going to matter as much in the playoffs. But like for the regular right. season, you know, if you can get someone, like, because you're Bobby Portis and Giannis are having to do a lot, and a lot. Uh, yeah. There isn't a lot of front court depth there. Even if Brolo comes back, like. He has he has back issues and he's a big man, you know. Like they're not going to push him too much, right? Um, their depth, like I feel like those three dudes, you can maybe combine them to try to get an upgrade. Like leaving the front court alone, like you know, like would you rather have Eric Gordon? You know, would you rather? I don't know. Like a like they don't have much. I don't, much know. I don't over, know. But like how about someone like Lou Dort? Like try to get another elite. Yeah. Um, Lou Dort would be a nice fit here. Yeah. Josh sure. Hart maybe. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a little tough with the contracts, but you know I just look at that trio and I'm like, it's nice to have that depth. And Grayson Al is also out for a game. He got suspended for breaking Alex Caruso's <laughs> wrist, by the way. <laughs> and oh, super- you know one? I didn't. Re- I saw the. We're going to talk about that, but did he cause that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Grayson. It was Grayson like basically threw him to the court, uh, and Caruso landed on his wrist. He stayed in the game and actually did some shit and looked okay. And then afterwards was like, "Nope, you're broken. You're out for two months." So Damn. Lonzo and Caruso are out long term for the Bulls, and Levine maybe is coming back this week, but we don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but we'll 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 get to that. Let's finish yeah. talking. Like about Grayson Bucks. Allen sort of did a nice thing for the Bucks. <laughs> totally dirty (laughs) but um you know like that's 
those three dudes, that rotation of three guys out on the wing, like that's none of those guys are good enough for you to like not do a trade because of them. So I'm hoping that they can do something because uh, the team does get sort of thin pretty quickly. But yeah. they, to me, just look like the best team in the East if everyone's healthy. Um, and Giannis is for better. Sure. You know, he's just yeah. like better. Uh, he oh, he's, he's definitely like better. He's like, he's, he's significantly, I mean, as significantly better as an MVP can get, but he's like, right. he's, he's better for sure. Like, there's no question about it. And, I mean, they're in fourth place. They have 30 wins. The Nuggets are in sixth place in the West. They have 23. Um, you know, like, it's not going to be KD. It's definitely not going to be LeBron unless they go on some sort of crazy second-half run. Uh, Chris Paul could be a sentimental MVP guy, I guess. Embiid. How about Embiid? He's having one of the best seasons in the league. But Giannis just looks like the most complete player. He really does. And I just don't see how anyone outside of Durant can really give him a problem in a yeah. seven-game series. But they're they're yeah. just impressive. I also like watching them play. Well, Drew Holiday sometimes has a bit of attitude. He'll fucking get up in your face and be like, what are you doing? Oh, he's, he's, he's a real, he's a gritty guy. Meanwhile, Chris Middleton is like, just an absolute professional. Like, I'm surprised he doesn't wear a suit and tie. Like, I'm you know, it's like, yeah. did you get your TPS reports in? Come on, Pat. Come yeah. on. Yeah, no, that, that's a it's a good team. It's a good team. So I'd love to see. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to see. You know, Brooklyn and and the Bucks at some point, um, close to full strength. Um, but yeah, I think right now, you know, until someone challenges them. They're they're king of the court. They, I mean, their defense is just it can be breathtaking when those three guys are in sync because there's just nothing yeah. to do, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, anything else for the Bucks, or shall we move to ads? Uh, that's it. I think I think we covered it. Okay, let's talk about player additions for the upcoming week. I would just like to warn everybody for streaming purposes. Three teams have only two games this week starting the 24th. They are the Wizards, the Thunder, and the Rockets. All three of those teams, I feel like, are usually the teams that only have two games, but that's, you know, just because my brain isn't working. Um, Anyway, try to avoid those teams if you can for streaming purposes. Brandon, give us I, – I got 10 guys. You have 10 guys. Give us your – give us a dude. Who do you think needs to be added? Sure. So I'll start – I like to – you know, I like to go in order of, of ownership. So guys that are for shallow leagues, um, you know, fi- guys who are still under 50, just barely under 50% um, owned. Um, Anthony Simons, like, talked about him last week. He was the big – the hottest ad last week, uh, you know, I think he's gone up another 20% since we spoke, you know, talked about him um, a week ago. And, you know, in the last week, he's, he's hasn't really cooled off 20 points, six assists, uh, three and a half threes and a steal over the last week. Um, and that's with CJ there. McCollum coming back. Yeah. Yeah. He's still, he's still, you know, putting up legit point guard numbers. Um, he's not, you know, 
he's not going to necessarily put up the 28 that he, he was putting up before that. But I mean, 20 and six with, you know, three and a half threes, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. And he's I'll take available. That. Is that for free. Yeah. Can I, does it just come out of nowhere? Are you kidding? I'd love that. Thank you. He's available in half of leagues right now. So I would immediately Unreal. pick him up in, in almost all leagues. Um, like what league are you playing in? And there's <laughs> on the who's averaging 20 plus points. And you're like, nah, I don't need that. Oh, six assists. Ah. Six assists. The six assists to me is even, even, I, you know, I like that even more than the 20 points because, you know, I can find a guy who's putting up like 16 or 17 points for that week, but like assists are hard to, are the hardest stat I think to come by. Totally. Um, With volume of threes. And like, people are going to be like, yeah, well in shallow leagues, you know, there's other dudes you want to keep. There's also a trillion fucking 90% roster dudes on the fucking IR. Like there's guys that are unavailable for other reasons. It's insane that this guy is not owned in at least 70% of leagues. Yeah. Yeah, so pick him up right away. Um, another guy who I'm not going to beat on the table and say it's a travesty, but I still think he's a good value at just under 50%, and that's Laurie Markinen. Uh, sure. He sprained his ankle, so x-rays came back negative uh, last night on Saturday. So they're going to hold him out of the game on Monday. So maybe not the guy you want um, for to start this week in a weekly league. But if you're in a daily league, um, I like him a lot. He's, you know, over the last couple of weeks averaging 17 points five rebounds um, and hitting. And I think over the last week, he's averaging over four threes a game. So, you know, his three point shooting has kind of been like one of the questions for him. And if he's going to hit threes at that volume, um, you know, I I like what I see here and they're committed to playing this three big lineup. We've been talking about it all season. It's working. Um, They're having three in their last 10 games. It's totally working. So he's and he's a big part of it. So um, Laurie Markinen still under fifty percent. That's a guy I like, um, and I think he's his. You know, his playing time is there's no there's no like danger to to him losing minutes. Um, so I, I'd pick him. I pick both of those guys up right away, and just you know, in, in most leagues, Simon's pretty much every league. Markinen, I think he should be at least sixty seventy percent owned. Like if Simon's wasn't picked up in our league, I'd quit the league. <laughs> like, I'm not playing with you assholes. Like you don't know what he, you're doing. This is yeah, he, well, I I think I think I got I had him as a rookie. But uh right. you know he's, he's cycled yeah sure. yeah he's cycled around through our league, but he as soon as he started, he got hot. Like that first game he got picked yeah. up in our league. Yeah. So. And I have Damian Lillard in that league and <laughs> yeah. I have his handcuff. Uh, okay. Uh, let me give you a couple of dudes that are just under 50% rostered. The first guy we've mentioned before, we've even mentioned him on this podcast earlier, Josh Hart, a New Orleans Pelican. He's 47% Mm -hmm. rostered. The last two weeks, he is averaging 15 points per game, eight rebounds per game, three assists per game with over a steal and over a three pointer made with 50% shooting from the floor. Damn, eight rebounds from a wing. That's, from that's... a fucking guard position. Okay, it gets and better. And he distributes now. He's getting those dimes. Would you say four assists a game? Yeah, and 50% shooting from the yeah. floor. Okay, so on the season, Josh Hart is averaging 13, 7, and 4 with a steal game, a three-pointer made per game, 
and he's shooting 51% from the floor. Okay, 13, wow. 7, and 4, 51% from the floor. There are four – no, there are three other players who average at least seven rebounds per game, at least four assists per game, at least a steal per game, at least a three-pointer made, and are shooting better than 50% from the floor. So points doesn't matter. It's just yeah. set boards, four assists, a steal, a three – and 50% shooting. Those four players are LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, <laughs> and Nikola Jokic, with Josh Hart being the fourth guy. Josh wow. Hart is 47% rostered. Disregard the points per game. Like, don't even think about yeah. the count- that counting stat. Just think about the other ones that also matter. It is an elite combination with elite efficiency the like all three of those dudes are mvps that i just yeah, said yeah they're mvps yeah maybe those Josh first team, this year those maybe are all first team nba guys like arguably the three best fucking players in the league right now <laughs> yeah um so everyone please please pick up josh josh hart it is I, like the amount of rebounds that you get from a guard spot is also like super enticing. So just disregard the points per game. He's an elite fantasy player. It's kind of pissing me off. Um, yeah, okay. I agree. It's like it's and he plays for a shitty team, so it's not like he has to worry about anything. Ugh. His rebounding, he's proven he's proven the rebounding for a few years now. Um, but the fact that he's getting the assists now too yeah. is, and any shooting over fifty percent from the field, dude, he's know. like dishing off to Herb, you know, yeah. dishing off to Bi, yeah. to Jonas Valanciunas. It's, oh man, there are some players I like on that team. No Zion, by the way, halfway through the season. <laughs> no Zion. Is anyone talking about it? No. Um. Who's the other dude? Oh, Aaron Gordon, Denver Nuggets. Speaking of Joker. All right. Last two weeks, Aaron Gordon, who is 48% rostered, uh, has averaged 16, 6, and 4 with over a 3 per game, also on 50% shooting. Aaron Gordon is not Orlando Magic Aaron Gordon. He's not the dude that's trying to score 20-plus points per game. He's not the focal point. But he is the heir to Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr.'s absence. Like, mm-hmm. he, the second best dude on that team right now, and he's just delivering totally solid, good fantasy production. Um, and he should be rostered, you know, I would say, like, in the 60s, just because of, like, he's boring, but who cares? Yeah, he's a, he's a great athlete, and he can, he can rack up stats on the defensive side. And then, you know, he can have those games where he might, you know, put 20, 25 points yeah. in the, on, on the, on the, you know, on the, uh, in the stat sheet. So like, I agree with you. I like Gordon. Um, I haven't really followed him as much this year, so I, I'm not as familiar, you know, with, with his stats as, as you, but, you know, just as far as like talent goes, he's, he's a very talented guy. And like you said, he's in a situation with like a generational talent distributing big man. And he, there's really like no one else out there who like consistently, um, is going to be featured in the offense. So, you know. Right. Denver is another team that's been disappointing. I mean, because of injuries, but it's also like the team is thinner than we thought it that it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
Gordon, like I said, 50% from the floor. Like at a certain point in a fantasy season, efficiency does start to matter. Like you don't want empty calorie points. So guys that can give you better ratios become more and more important the longer the season goes. Um, Do you have any other near 50% dudes? No, my my next guy is a 30%er. Give them to us. All right, so this is, you know, we've I've discussed this guy a while back. He was hurt for a while, but that's LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, not sexy at all, but since he's come back. <laughs> what do you mean? What? Uh, hard disagree, <laughs> Brandon. Well, look, since he's come back, he's he's putting up 19.6 rebounds and almost two blocks. Um, yeah. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get, you know, efficiency with him. He's a good, he's a skilled big. He's going to hit the mid range. He's going to hit his free throws. Um, he's not going to probably give you a ton of double doubles, but he will give you some, but he's going to score and he's going to, you know, give you upper single digit rebounds and he's, and he can block a couple shots. So that's a guy who, you know, um, we've talked about and like him with Harden and Kyrie. Yeah. Like he's it, a, it sort of works. It does. It does. Um, another guy that, you know, we've, we've mentioned a couple of times, um, who's also a guy like in dynasty leagues, uh, Chris Duarte, 22% owned. Brockton's still out for a while. I think Lavert's yeah. coming back soon. But, you know, with Lavert, like, he might come back and then miss <laughs> a month after that. Like, he, he's always hurt. And I love Lavert, but, like, you know, let's be honest. You know, that guy, that guy can't – he doesn't stay healthy. Um, so, since he's been back, uh, I mean, since in the last, you know, couple weeks, uh, Duarte's been really scoring. Um, 20 points, six rebounds, four assists. Uh, two threes and two steals, I think, in the last week. So, like, sure. this is a guy who's like filling it up right now, and he's probably gonna. You're probably gonna see those numbers come down a little bit when Levert gets back. But like I said, you just never really know with Levert and Brogdon's gonna be out for a little while. So, um, at 22, percent I still like Duarte, and like I like him. You know, I think he still has upside. He's a, he's an older rookie. I think he's like 24. But he's still, you know, it's his first year in the league. Um, he's learning the game. He's going to get better. He probably, you know, he, he's going to be better as the season progresses than he was, you know, to start the year. So um, Duarte's a guy I like a lot. And he's a dude, like, if the Pacers do sell off some parts, yeah. like, right uh-huh. away Duarte gets a larger role. Exactly. Uh-huh. Because yeah. the Pacers are not going to give up a cheap asset. <laughs> Let me <Yeah>. just <laughs> assure our listeners of that right now. <laughs> yeah, he's a he was a pro ready rookie, and you know yeah. they're gonna it, like he's a good gut fit for like what they're what's going on with that team. Um, the the uh, last one I'll mention, and then I'll let you kind of expand on it a little bit. But uh, DeAndre Hunter, who you brought up last week when we talked about Reddish versus Hunter. Um, you know, since he's kind of become the guy there with Reddish out of the way, he's putting up 16 points, five rebounds, hitting two threes, and he gets a block a game. Yeah. So he's a he's a guy who can give you some defense, some real stocks as a wing. Um, and he's going to like he's gonna he's a he's a real traditional like three and D guy who um, you know, with that group with with Trey Young and John Collins, like, you know, now that he's he's kind of like if he can stay healthy. And, and, and kind of solidify his his role there. He's a guy that I, I like, and I know you really like. I almost feel like the second half of the season for the Hawks, like there's two goals, to make the playoffs and to continue to nurture DeAndre because Cam's mm-hmm. gone. Like, yeah. he, 
And it sort of seems like they maybe want to get rid of John Collins or Clint Capella. Like it sort of seems like they maybe want to make another trade, like get Bogdan Bogdanovich out of there. Maybe, maybe trade Danilo like they're, even though they loved their depth last year, this year, they think it's crowded. So Mm -hmm. um, all that really matters is Trey. And if Deandre can play with him and can be that three and D threat and defender on the perimeter that Trey needs, he needs a dude like that because he is a turnstile. Uh, Then he's like more important in the Hawks than anybody except Trey. So Mm -hmm. uh, I just love the situation he's in because if he proves it, then he'll be a dude that will get, I mean, he's what 17% rostered right now. Like that could shoot up hard. Um, So yeah, stay healthy. Like fingers crossed. My God. I think at one point last year he he was owned in the majority of leagues. Right. Yeah, and Cam was way down. Cam, by the yeah. way, made his debut for the New York Knicks today to great applause. Yeah, he, he only played five minutes though. Took two I shots. know he like he might get fewer minutes in New York. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, we'll see what that happens there. But that that was not the debut. Uh, I think everyone was hoping for. Yeah, I. But he's there with RJ. Um, just keep RJ happy. Um, yeah. Let's see. Who did we want? Oh, we wanted to talk about the Bulls. So let's talk yeah, about the Bulls. Let's do that. Okay. So there's two guys on the Bulls Kobe White and Ayo Desunmu, two young guards. Uh, Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso are both going to be out for one to two months at least. Yep. Uh, Zach Levine is currently out, but he's supposed to maybe be coming back this week. Um, but they lost their two best defenders. Yeah, <laughs> you know, actually, they've lost their three best defenders with Patrick yeah. Williams. Yeah. So Jesus Christ, it's okay. been rough for them. It's been rough, and it's it's surprise. It's impressive that they, you know, they've had some some pretty bad losses in the last few weeks where they've gotten blown out by like 20, 30, 25 points. Um, but you know, given kind of what's happened injury wise to them, the fact that they are where they are in the standings is I think kind of impressive because they didn't have a ton of depth to start and like it is getting thin there. So, yeah, they just lost to Orlando today. Uh, DeMar dropped 40, but that's because no one else is there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're still, they're still third, right? in In the East though. There's still a game. Uh, there, I guess they're yeah. tied with Milwaukee. Everything's so tight in the East. It's like separated by four games. Um, yeah, that, and that's all the top teams have had bad losses. Yeah, we didn't talk about that, but the the, the one through seven are separated by three and a half games. Yeah. The eight, the eight through twelve, are separated by two and a half games. So it, it, the East is really interesting. Like yeah. there's going to be a lot of shuffling down the stretch. And the Hawks at 20 and 25 are in the 12th spot right now, but they're only one good win streak away from being, you know, yeah. around the seventh seed. Um, and basically, I mean, the Pacers would still love to make the playoffs too. Like they're not tanking, but they're, they have the third worst record in the East. So it's really only two teams in the East that are tanking. Um, and like, they should, really be able to take advantage of this trade deadline, but we'll see. We'll see. Whatever. 
Uh, to get back to the Bulls, so they are thin in the backcourt, uh, and one of their greatest strengths is now just vaporized. Yeah. Enter Kobe White, who is 24% rostered, and Ayo Desunmu, who is 12% rostered. What is this, Kobe's third season? I believe so. And Ayo's a, a rookie. He's a rookie, uh, yeah. So the last two weeks, Kobe has been averaging 15, 3, and 3, with over two three-pointers made. And Ayo's been averaging 10, 3, and 4, with over a three-pointer made. These are pure opportunity plays. Like, Desunmu's yep. a rookie. Who knows if he can keep doing anything? Kobe has played before. Um, I think with minutes and shots, he'll provide volume. I don't know what the efficiency will look like, but, like, they got to play him. Yeah. Like, there's no one else, man. <laughs> yeah, I like I like both of these guys. We So I think I was the first to mention Desunmu real early on during the true. season. Yeah. Um, Desunmu, he's Chicago's own um, Chicago, local kid. Uh, you know, so he's a guy that, that the fans really love there. Um, he's, more of a def- he's, he's more of a guy who's kind of in that mold of like Caruso and Lonzo and that he can like defend. Um, whereas like Kobe white is not really a defender. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe white is kind of like, so as much as I love DeRozan, I love what he's doing this year. You know, I think you put Kobe white with Levine and DeRozan and Vucevic and it's like basically their whole identity is like gone right like it was a defensive team and now you just put like four minus defenders out there together um so maybe Dosunmu is going to have to kind of take on that role as like you know the defender Um, hey rookie please come into this uh, (laughs) conference title hopeful team and play the best defense of your whole life you're seven years old it's cool for for a month and a half yeah (laughs) right Uh, it doesn't look good there i feel bad for bulls fans and you know i'm i was born in chicago so i have a lot of family in chicago and and i have cousins that like a real real diehard bulls fans and they were really excited this season um and i and you know this this isn't a, a, a nail in the coffin or anything, but it's going to be tough and we'll see how they weather the storm. But like you said, opportunity, right. Uh, for fantasy, the Sunmu at 12% and Kobe in the, in the high twenties. Uh, we mentioned Kobe like two weeks ago and last week as well. Um, they're going to play. And I think you're right. Like I, I'm picking them up. I'm picking both guys up The Sunmu, You know, like I said, it's a little more speculative. He's a rookie. He's going to be more, more consistent, but, in the last, in the last, uh, I think like week or so, he's he's putting up like a, a nice assist uh, and rebounding um, effort too. Like he's, I think over the last week, he's averaging thirteen point six rebounds and six assists with a two threes and two steals. So um, why not take a shot on him if you're you're looking for a flyer? And you know, like you said, who's gonna who's gonna take his minutes right now? Yeah, what else is left to do? <laughs> <laughs> It's like you're on the team, man. Fucking, we're playing you. Um, it is, yeah. It's such a. Sh- I mean, go Pistons and fuck the Bulls forever. But it's such a shame because Lonzo and Caruso really made that team fun to watch because they, did. they just covered up for Demar's. Like Demar isn't the worst defender who ever lived. Like he's totally fine, but he's playing at the fucking four. You know, yeah. like 
it is he he's listed as an as a guard for all star voting, but he's been playing power forward, quote unquote, yeah. for the entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's still shocking how good they've looked, but they both with both Ball and Caruso out, and I can't even fucking believe that they're so important to this team. Like if you had told me this like seven months ago, I'd be like, really? That must mean Chicago sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but who knows with, you know, Zach coming back, maybe he and DeMar sort of just take over and, you know, like get a hybrid two man MVP and lead this team uh, to playoff glory. But uh, I, I mean, they could also like go on a real bad loss streak like yeah no i don't it it could get ugly it could definitely get ugly for these guys um so but yeah Desunmu, pick him up he's already he's already been added like almost 12 percent in the last week so move on him quickly it's so fucking weird that people are like oh ao he might get a bunch of minutes I, everyone should pick him up right away. And then Anthony Simons, it's like, ah, we're going to wait and see, you know, like <laughs> let's pick him up slowly. Let's yeah. at a glacial pace. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, all right. Give us a, uh, give us some more ads. I got a few right. more. Yeah. I've got a bunch that are just like, I'll just do quick hitters here. Sure. Um, these are guys owned in like 10% uh, or less. A few of them are, most of them are actually less than 5%. Um, but so just a couple thoughts on each, uh, Kavon Looney, 8% owned. If you need rebounds, um, yeah. he's been really rebounding at like a really consistent clip, like double digit rebounds pretty much on a nightly basis. <laughs> he's like, I last... can do one thing, yeah, but I'm I mean, really fucking do that thing. <laughs> well, and I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, you've got Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, all shooting, you know, it probably makes sense to get under the hoop. Like I try to tell my son that okay. like, I'm like, you know, when you see when, when the kids are on the floor that, you know, are going to shoot, get under the hoop. Um, Be Bruce so, Brown. <laughs> yeah. So he's in the last two weeks, he's averaging seven points, 11 and a half rebounds. Um, yeah. So if you need rebounds, he's a, he's a, he's a rebounding play. Um, he's not going to do really much else. He's not going to give you even consistent double doubles. Not going to do nice fucking games. 10 rebounds a game means, like forget all the rest of it. Ten rebounds a game, dependably, because Draymond Green is out, so they're gonna have to fucking play him. It's like that lets you do other things with your roster. You know, exactly. like if you know you're getting that amount of volume on the boards, then you feel yeah. comfortable making some other moves to compensate for some of the other stuff you're not getting. Exactly. Um, the next guy is, you know, we we mentioned him last week, Amir Coffee on the Clippers, six percent owned. Um, not gonna, not haven't even looked at his numbers, but I just read a little bit about this guy. His sister, Nia Coffey, was actually the fifth pick in the WNBA draft in 2017, oh, cool. and his dad played for the T Wolves. So, like, that makes me kind of like like this guy's upside a little bit more. Like, your sister is one of the best players in the world, your dad was in the NBA. Um, so that's a guy I'm, I'm intrigued by a little bit. So, uh, He's still 6%. Like we said, Clippers, you know, we'll see what happens there. But, uh, you know, Amir's <laughs> going to have to play a little bit, right? So Marcus Morris Sr. went 0 for 9 today for the Clippers from the floor. Wow. 0 for 9. So, yes, it would be nice if they had some other guys scoring. That yeah. seems a fucking joke. God. 
And then uh, I'll mention one other and pass it over to you. Uh, Bismack Biombo, definitely not sexy, uh, but DeAndre Ayton's out. And um, he's playing with JaVale McGee. They've both been productive. Um, Biombo had a really good game the other night. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm not playing him if if uh, if DeAndre's back. But, like, while DeAndre's out, um, you know, if you need a, a big man, um, you know, he's he's worth taking a flyer. Last game, 21 points, 13 rebounds, five assists, two blocks, and a steal. Uh, two nights before that, 17 funny. points and 14 rebounds. So, Bismack. It feels like he's <laughs> been around, like, for over a decade. It's just... I, and Phoenix just turns players into uh, productive players. It's it's pretty impressive, man. Everyone goes yeah. there better right now. Monty's exactly. And Chris Paul. Um. Okay, who do I want to... All right, Eric Gordon is still out there, only 10% rostered. He's averaging 17-3-2 over the past two weeks with over two threes made per game. Uh, he's IRL, a dude that maybe gets traded because he can still credibly defend and he's an outside mm-hmm. threat. It's just the health. Um, I mean, young Herb, yo, 13, two and two last two weeks, a 63 field goal percentage. What's his, his roster, his percentage right now? Uh, his, he's 16% rostered okay. on ESPN. So yeah. yeah, these Pelicans, man. And BI is having a great year. He's having a really good year. Fucking Zion who? Oh, the dude I wanted to mention. Okay, V8. Jared Vanderbilt, who's 18% rostered now. So he's getting a little bit up there. It's He has been playing more and getting more shots incrementally as the season has gone along. But he is a double-double just waiting to happen, like on a nightly mm-hmm. basis. Uh, he's averaging over the past two weeks 10-plus points per game and 9.7 rebounds per game. He's almost just right there all the time. He's so tantalizingly close. And if he can do that, like if the second half of the season for him is 10 and 10, then that's a dude who's under 20% rostered, and he's a guy that can maybe end up helping get a team into the playoffs in fantasy. Um, You know, double-doubles are still valuable. They're sort of <laughs> and we've said that he he fits well with like their two you know young their two young stars. So like he's a guy who who kind of complements Cat and and uh, Edwards. So yeah, I like that pickup because he's going to play and he he does. He's a guy who like knows his role and he does a good job with it. Like it sort of seems like every NBA team now needs a dude who's fine with just having a handful of shots per night. Like yeah. he's not a guy that shoots. He's in the dunker position. He's there to help move the ball around. He doesn't need to be able to make threes. Um, you know, he, it, it's, it's weird. It's, you know, one in five, four out, but the one in isn't really expected to uh, like, there. you know, there's no post play, you know, like this isn't yeah. about footwork in the paint. Like, there's just a lot of movement and guys will get points on the margins and V8 seems like that dude for Minnesota. Um, Mm -hmm. He's so goddamn close to averaging 10 and 10. I really want it to happen. Um, (laughs) I, you know, also Minnesota, you know, I don't know what that team does, but they need a guy, as you say, like V8 to help complement cat. Because, 
at defensively just isn't there yet. Yeah. Um, let's see, is there anybody else that I, Oh, Patty Mills is still available in over 75% of leagues. He wins you three pointers. <laughs> like he's top Bang on the five. table, Natty. Dude, because it helps you win a counting stat. Like that's yeah. and that's all you care about. Like specialists when they're top five specialty are yes, valuable and worth rostering. Yeah. We have been preaching the Patty Mills. And Durant said sermon. you know, it's like you have to fucking yeah. play. Yeah, and you said when when Durant went down, you texted me and you're like, they're gonna have to go to the three guard lineup pretty quickly. And I think they basically they didn't start with it, but they might as well have, right? Right. Like Steve Nash was like, okay, who who's on this fucking team? <laughs> like Lamarcus and Blake? What the fuck happened, man? Yeah. I thought like we were gonna win the title easy. Jesus. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Uh, oh, also. Uh, speaking of the Nets, people should just keep an eye on their front court because. Guys like Nick Claxton, Dayron Sharp, maybe they're there for the long haul or maybe they get traded, um, but they could find themselves in better situations depending on what happens over the next few weeks. I mean, the trade deadline, I think, is two weeks from now. Yeah, I think so. It's coming up rapidly. Quickly yeah. approaching. Do you um, have any other dudes? Yeah, I've got I've got a few, like, yeah, nothing sexy, but just under 5% guys, so... Um, Mentioned him a few times already, but Nas Little, same same kind of scenario with uh, with Simons in Portland, right? Like they're they're right. gonna let these young guys play a little bit more. Uh, last couple weeks, Nas Little, eleven points, five rebounds, and almost two three pointers. So you know he's 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 filling in, he's figuring out his role. Um, and then Corey Joseph, who uh, <laughs> the last couple weeks averaging twelve points and six dimes which is not too far off of like what he does pretty much any time he gets, gets the playing time. So you yeah. just have to kind of monitor the, the playing time with him. But, you know, like I said, I, I think assists are like pretty hard to come by and guys who can give you more than five assists are, are tough to find. So and when he plays and he gives you six times, um, nothing to scoff at. And then the last one, Terrence Davis um, for Sacramento, he could be like a nice little stash, uh, you know, if, Sacramento ends up trading one of those guards because like he's filled in, he can kind of fill in either spot. So like he's played with Fox. Um, he's played, he's now he's playing with Halliburton and um, in his last four games, he's averaging 22 points, five rebounds, three assists, two, three pointers, two steals. That so, seems good. Is that good? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I, I picked him up and streamed him yesterday. Um, so, you know, that's a guy to, to watch. Um, he's, he's owned in, uh, I think like two percent of leagues. Six percent, six percent. Oh, that's a lot. He's actually gone up. Yeah, he's gone up five percent in the last week. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, twenty-two points per game, and over the last four games, people are starting to notice. So, Terrence Davis, he's actually six percent, not under five. I think Bagley's playing more too. Like, there's just so he many is. goddamn dudes on the Kings. Yeah, Bagley is playing. Okay, I have one more thing to say. Um, we have mentioned Rookies of the Year previously. I just want to give a little bit of an update because I'm in my man Cade's corner. Since December 1st, 
Uh-huh. Cade Cunningham, the rookie for your Detroit Pistons, everybody's favorite player. He is averaging 17-plus points per game, 4-plus rebounds per game, 5-plus assists per game, 2-plus three-pointers made, and he's shooting 37% from three. Nice. On the season, these are the players who can match those averages, okay? 17 this, this is. And that, and that's since when December. That's de- December first. Okay, so, so almost it, two months. Exactly. Okay. And remember, Cade didn't play for. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Before. I remember. Like, yeah, he was, he was out for the first what, like three weeks of the season. Exactly. So the guys who are averaging seventeen four and five with a couple of threes made per game and a thirty-seven three-point percentage on the season, mm-hmm. they are. Fred Van Vliet, Chris Middleton, Steph Curry, Ice Trey Young, and LaMelo Ball. Mm. That's what Cade's been doing since December (laughs) So to everybody out there who's saying Franz has played the most minutes and everyone who's saying that Scotty Barnes is, you know a fucking terror in Toronto and everyone who's saying that Mopley is definitely the most talented player in the league. I just want you to fucking know what Cade's been doing since it got to be winter after Thanksgiving. Cade turned it on. Just want everyone to know that. Yeah. No, he's, he has, I've, I've, I've been able to catch a little bit of Detroit action last week and uh, he's been, he's been good and he's playing. You can see him kind of taken over more at the end of the game or like in crunch, you know, big moments. Um, so that's, if you're a Pistons fan, which obviously you are, um, you've got to love that, right? It's not just about the stats. It's about like when he's doing certain things. And, um, you know, I mean, he was the number one pick for a reason. He was about as consensus of a number one pick as, as they come. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, uh, there was really no question about him going, going one, one. Um, so yeah, that's great. I still think Franz will always <laughs> have the heart of Michiganders. Uh, but uh... <laughs> like Cade, we love you, but you you didn't go to the University of Michigan. Like you have to yeah. prove it to us. Yeah. Come on, maybe maybe in Detroit, but the rest <laughs> of the state, dude. And Cade, like Cade, doesn't look young either. Like he looks like he's twenty five. I mean, he he still plays yeah. like a. He but definitely he, got the man child. Yeah, going, dude. Right. Yeah. Like he, he, he looks like he's older than LeBron. What did when he came? I don't, in, and I don't. You know? I haven't really seen him like. I mean, you've seen him much more than me, but I've never really seen him like smile. Like he just kind of like he doesn't look <laughs> angry. He just like has like a very like kind of stoic, cold demeanor. assassin shit. Yeah, like he's There's just kind of like. Job, yeah, dude. it's work. It's it's a business trip every time. Yeah. Like the best uh, thing about him is that he like tries to get the rest of the team involved early, and then uh-huh. later he'll start hunting for his own shot. He's a, so, he's a point like, guard. He's a real point guard. Yeah, yeah. And like in a fucking league stuffed with them, it's insane that the Boston Celtics don't have any kind of iteration of that. But whatever. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say one guy that I, that I just wanted to make sure to get this in. Um, random thought, but. One of my favorite big men, uh, Nurkic, he has been on a tear as of late. Yeah. His last four games, 23 points, 17 rebounds per game, three assists, and three stocks. 
Um, he's been he's been pretty good, and you know they're they're still losing more often than not, but it's not because of him. He's he's been doing his part. Uh, so you know it'll be interesting to see how like he fits in with some of these younger kids, especially with Simons. But yeah, I love seeing Nurkage. You know, Portland six and four in their last ten. Did you know that? Yeah. Well, no, I, I saw crazy. that they were playing a little better. Yeah, they were playing a little better, and, and he's been really good. So oh, shit. Also, speaking of. Well, former Trailblazers bigs, guess who's back? Zach Collins in San Antonio. He is finally healthy and is going to start playing. Um, I mean, Jakob Pertle is the starter there, but San Antonio. Underrated Jakob Pertle, by the way. He's been really hot the last two weeks, too. Yeah. Him and Zubots are like dudes that are so underwhelming, but they're nice fantasy players. But you're like, who... These are just like yeah. Eastern Europeans. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Everyone has that same beard. Um, but Zach Collins has. There have been a bunch of believers in Zach Collins before. Yeah, in fantasy. yeah. No, people um, felt like he was the the most talented of like when he was in um, Portland. Like that he that you know Nurkic was kind of just like a guy to keep the spot warm for Collins. Right, and it's just injury after injury after injury, and I sort of feel like the Spurs gave him a three-year deal. Maybe they didn't, but um, if anyone's looking for you know someone who just fell out of the sky and you need a big, keep your eye on San Antonio. Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. I like that. Uh, any any other thoughts? Any other parting thoughts? Uh, no, that's that's it. Um, did you did you vote for All Stars? Uh, I did not. I just kind of let whatever, whatever will be, will be. So I just, yeah, <laughs> I did. I usually vote. I did vote this time. Um, I voted for Darius Garland as a starting guard in the East uh, <laughs> just because the game's in Cleveland and I feel like no one's talking about him. And even though fuck Cleveland and fuck the Cavs and go Pistons, um, Garland has been great this year. He's been He's so been, fucking yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's definitely been as advertised. Like he's a real like cornerstone for that team. All right. Anything else? No, man. No. Uh, good pod. I think we gave the people plenty of ads of all different ownership levels. So um, good luck. Um, you know the, yeah. the COVID cases around the NBA. I've, I, I mean, it seems like anecdotally, I've observed that you know they're down, but. Um, you know, still like obviously have to ma- to monitor that and manage that situation. But uh, you know, th- this is when the when basketball games were in the second half of the season now, um, and this is when it really starts to matter. So it'll it'll be fun down the stretch. And like teams are what they are, players are what they are. You know, we can yeah. just slump. The three point shooting slump is a thing. Like it's for real. It's the rules. It has to be. Um, and you know it's i guess the new ball too but uh yeah this is we're in a real season now and the patterns uh while they might not continue they have been proved like boston's underwhelming atlanta has no defense luka doncic <laughs> is fucking good and the lakers have a dumb stupid team that doesn't make sense yeah dallas is is turning it on now now right they're uh yeah they're, after that the kind of that top group um, Dallas is right after that. So, like, if they can get up into the fourth seed, then people start saying Luca for MVP again. Um, yeah, he just had to. He just had to 
play himself into shape, right? And like now he's done that, he's ready to remind everyone, like, oh yeah, right. I'm probably the best player in the league right. too. You know, I mean, you could legit have like six dudes who you could make a cogent argument for MVP this year if LeBron stays healthy and keeps doing this. Yeah. Well, uh, so you, I mean, you obviously you you got to say Steph, Jokic, Bron. Um, I think Giannis, right? Ooh, yeah. Embiid. Yeah. Um, you you can throw in there. Um, That's five and then, right there. And That's then legit. you know if, if and then if Luca turns it on, um, I'm sure I'm forgetting someone, but uh, and DeRozan, CP3 DeRozan, for the sentimental, right? yeah, right. CP3 DeRozan for sure. Um, shit, like Jaw. Why not? You know, yeah, Jaw, Jaw. Um, it yeah. is. Bill it, Simmons did a, a breakdown of that, like the going through the first team, second team, um, all NBAs, and he did it a couple weeks ago. And I think it's the narrative has shifted a little bit since then. But uh, yeah, I mean that the 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 five guys for those those first team NBA spots are going to be interesting this year because there's like three that are kind of locked up, right? With like Giannis, Jokic, Curry, yeah, and then and then after that, it's like. Ja and LeBron and like you said, maybe I don't think Embiid gets it, but uh you but know that's nuts because Embiid is yeah. the, like the yeah, six yeah. Embiid doesn't the other even night. care that Simmons isn't playing. Like that's how yeah. good he's been. He's like, Yeah, well, whatever, you know, I trust Daryl. Like <laughs> what? what do you mean? Yeah. Fuck. Oh, and yeah. by the way, not that anyone fucking gives a shit, but like Fred Van Vliet is playing out of his mind. And yeah, the yeah, only reason yeah, the yeah. Raptors still have that record is because of him. He's carried that team offensively. Yeah, he might and, be a third team, a, a third team All NBA guy this year, dude. And when it's all said and done, Jimmy Butler is probably going to be in the MVP conversation too. Yeah, mm-hmm. we kind of forgot about him, right? But because he's been yeah. out, but right. And now Miami's he... like second place or whatever. Like it's it's, it's a hell of a year, man. It really is. It is. Yeah, it is. I, if I were Paul George, I'd be like, actually, I'm out too. I, I, I don't want to. I don't feel like it. This is too hard. There's MVPs every other goddamn place you look. Like, it's yeah. Kawhi and me, man. We're just going to take it easy. And you guys can sell some of these parts off. It's fine. Yeah. All right, man. Everybody stay safe out there. Uh, and we will see you next week. Have a good week, Brandon. Have a good one.